Welcome to Elgin Movie Watchers Podcast. I'm Chuck Slatkin. I'm here with my co-hosts, Steve Gould and Ian Slatkin. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great, and it's uh, a new year. Looking for uh, new excitement on our podcasts. I'm doing all right, fellas. Welcome. Okay. Uh, glad to be back, and uh, welcome for the new year, our first of the year. That's it. Yeah. The first of, of, of hopefully many. Well, let yep. me say this before we get underway, that uh, okay. people can follow us on Twitter at Elgin Movie, Instagram at Elgin Movie Watchers, on Facebook at Elgin Movie Watchers Podcast, and you can always contact us on email at elginmoviewatchers at gmail.com. I can relax now. Okay. You didn't tell them to send money into us, though. That's right. <laughs> this week we have a, a a topic: prison movies. Does this have anything to do with Washington D.C.? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are enough people in prison in Washington. Yeah, <laughs> and there are probably aren't enough people at the movies either. But uh, right, yeah. It's interesting that when we when we first discussed doing this topic i you know before i went into thinking about all the uh, great uh, prison movies that there were there was one that i saw when i was 12 years old at the uh, palace theater in the bronx just wow. outside of parkchester on unionport road I went with my uh, friend uh, Douglas, who unfortunately is no longer with us, but uh, yeah. we went and saw The Defiant Ones. Oh, fabulous. 12, yeah. 12 years old, seeing that film. And I just remembered the impact that it had upon me, you know, or us actually afterwards, because we went out and the first thing we we, we did is we, we had to go running and jumping over things the way... Uh, Sidney Poitier and Tony Curtis did in the film. Yeah, yeah. But then the whole idea, the whole impact of uh, uh, them being, you know, handcuffed together, the prisoners having escaped during, uh, it was a, they were being transported and there was an accident and they, they got together and there was this, uh, you know, black man and white man in, in the in the 50s. Yeah. And, having to get along to survive under the circumstance and it was just so powerful you know uh at the time so when this topic came up that's the first thing that jumped into my mind yep. the defiant ones and how much uh, of an impact it had upon me you know in 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 shaping my, my view or not just about you know people being imprisoned and that whole aspect of it but the whole attitude about race and here these people who hated each other forced to to escape together escape yeah. together and stay together and basically how as time went on they you know begrudgingly developed you know respect for each other and actually i guess to say even liking each other and i don't yeah. know if that steve yeah. if that's considered a great film but uh 
Oh, it is. It is. Especially, it was 1958, yeah. what you brought up. I mean, they didn't have, uh, uh, like, black and white guys uh, like that. And they were, you know, handcuffed together. And I, I can still remember when I first saw them lying on the bank. I, I don't know whether it was yeah. a lake or a river. And, you know, exhausted. But, you know, it was... It was, uh, and, and even recently, I mean, uh, uh, my wife Nancy and I uh, watched it, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago, and it holds up. It really does. It's still a very powerful film, you know? So uh, I, I uh, wound up uh, seeing a movie that I had not seen originally, so I just saw it, I don't know, a few months ago. We were channel surfing, and and uh, something came up and I knew the title because uh, an incredibly famous, he's in the pantheon of, of, uh, of filmmakers and many uh, respected young filmmakers to this day use him uh, as, a, uh, as a beacon. And that's the German filmmaker that came over here before the war in the 30s, uh, Fritz Lang. And yeah. there's, there's a movie called Fury from 1936. And you know, it's so strange. Everybody thinks of uh, uh, Spencer Tracy with uh, Hepburn and stuff. But you know, he was a powerful young actor that uh, made these movies. And this poor guy, he was innocent in this movie, but uh, everybody thought he uh, really uh, uh, did this uh, horrible uh, murder. And his, uh, his uh, uh, girlfriend, uh, played by somebody who was on Movie Watch, Sylvia Sidney. She was so upset, and they tried to uh, lynch him. And I won't tell the whole story. I don't want to spoil it for people. But it's an incredibly powerful black and white film. And it's well worth, if you uh, see it on a, uh, a list, of uh, watching it. Um, and then, uh, actually, uh, uh, Spencer did a movie uh, a couple years earlier than that. Uh, call and it was for uh, Warner Brothers. Michael Curtiz directed it, and actually Daryl Zanuck produced it, called Two Thousand Years in Sing Sing," and wow. uh, and uh, it was really uh, a pretty uh, powerful, uh, powerful movie. So uh, you want to see Spencer Tracy doing something other than uh, uh, the Tracy Hepburn routines? Uh, check out those two films. I haven't seen either. Yeah, what do you got up your sleeve, Ian? <laughs> no, uh, sorry, I was, I was, I was, I was listening. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I've seen, I've seen uh, both those films. I haven't seen the Divine ones probably since I was a kid, but uh, I saw the Fury as an adult, and yeah, it's a very, it's, it's, it's a pretty powerful film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's so many. I mean, there's so many prison films. I mean, some. Like, I don't always want to list off lists, but I'm going to go comedy to start. Okay, that's good. Um, with prison film, just to mix it up a little bit. And I'm going to say Stir Crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that, I mean, that's <laughs> what I thought of prison films. That You know, yeah, there were some, obviously, you got, you know, the famous ones we've, we've spoken about before, Shawshank, Green Mile. But, you know, it's like. I was like, oh, stir crazy. And that was yeah. like another black know, like, and white combo. <laughs> yeah. And and directed by Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's 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 a great comedian. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, uh Richard, Richard Pryor. Oh yeah. And Gene Wilder and and, oh, yeah. and 
There's some great lines in that film. That scene in uh, when they put put them in jail in the tank there with other people and <laughs> they're trying to be cool. <laughs> I mean, you could pee yourself laughing. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's so funny. And the guy says to him, "You got to kiss the baby." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a prison film per se. I just wanted to throw this out there. Decide I saw it going through my when I was obsessed with Gene Hackman and I was going through all his movies that I'd never seen before. And I found the domino principle and that just had a very funny. Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot funny that. Yeah. Prison scene. He's a prisoner and he gets out of prison because he's off of this job and he takes it, of course, because he wants to get out of prison. But his cellmate is Mickey Rooney. Yeah. An old Mickey Rooney. And he has one of the foulest mouths. Oh, yeah. Ever and it was so fantastic to 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 see Mickey Rooney, who I you know see from all the Yankee Doodle Dandy and all those films. You don't really think you know hear him say those things, but it was fantastic to see that. So if you everyone wants to see the Domino Principle, it's a good some good Mickey Rooney prison scenes. Yeah, with a lot of cursing. Yeah, he's uh, he's in another prison film where he plays a really nasty sob. I can't remember what it is now, but he's in another prison film. And uh, I guess, well, we did bring up, uh, and people have seen that, but, you know, I, uh, the reason I would bring up Cool Hand Luke is because uh, very similar to Godfather, if there's one line in Godfather that everybody knows and quotes, it's uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Right. Well, I can't tell you how many people when I mention Cool Hand Luke say, uh, the famous Struther Martin line. What we got here is a failure to communicate, you know, and uh, it, it's uh, it's amazing what can stick in people's minds. Uh, just one simple line from a film and it kind of sums things up. Well, we got a bunch of uh, others that we should, uh, I think we can always mix uh, politics in prison too. What's his name? The director of Sheridan did uh, that movie about the uh, 1974 uh, uh, pub bombing uh, with Daniel Day-Lewis in the name of the father, which, uh, you know, it never made a lot of money, but, uh, and it's in its own right, it's a powerful film. Uh, I mean, I think people who were more involved with that whole period of the troubles really uh, saw it as a bellwether for what was happening. Yeah, I had that one on my list. Yeah, also. Good. Yeah. Well, I don't know if people would think of this film necessarily as a prison film because of, you know, who it deals with and whatever, but I would say The Hurricane oh, yeah. is definitely a, a, a powerful film. And, yeah, that's, a great, that's a great call. Carter and, and, uh, and Denzel Washington yeah. does it. It's, and it's such a large part of the story that I would say that... Uh, that, that that had to be on my list of uh, prison films, and then one that would no one would consider a great one. But if I recall this, this is like one of the films that we showed at the Elgin. Must have been early on in its existence. Caged Heat, right, Steve? Oh yeah, I got that on the list. Yeah, oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, How did we end up? Well, like I, it was a 1950 movie with uh, Eleanor Parker. And Agnes Moorhead is a, uh, let's say, uh, maybe too affectionate warden to the female population. And uh, a guy by the name of Cromwell directed it, but I don't know if he's done anything else. But uh, yeah, that was uh, kind of like close to the 
exploitation films, you know, just like uh, Boxcar Bertha and stuff like that. And, and uh, speaking of Cage, he brings me to uh, uh, another movie uh, made by uh, the actual director of the uh, first West Side Story, Robert Wise. And Robert Wise did, I thought, an absolutely wonderful film. It was based on a true story uh, starring Susan Hayward, uh, who was a woman who was executed in California. And the movie is I Want to Live. And I really found that to be, when I saw that, a really powerful film. I don't know if either of you saw it, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, really, uh, it's really done very well. I mean, maybe uh, prison films are made to be in black and white. I don't know. Could be. I didn't. I, I've never seen it, but it was, I saw it in some of my yeah. research. Yeah, yeah. It sure is uh, one of those. Uh, and you know, the, the the funniest thing is, was it in uh, 2012? I think had Les Miserables, Les Miserables, and you know, it was uh, kind of like the musical version. But uh, I never realized that the uh, 19 35 Academy Award for the best movie was for Les Miserables, and it starred um, uh, Frederick March as Jean Valjean and uh, uh, Charles Lawton as the uh, nasty uh, inspector of valet. And uh, I remember now that I did watch it one time, it was on late at night or something and I wanted to see it and uh, I found it obviously because it wasn't a musical it was a lot more powerful than the, than, uh, the 2012 version okay so I, I want to go back to Caged Heat because I don't know what film you were talking about when I said Caged Heat because isn't Caged Heat the Jonathan Demme movie in 1974 well oh yeah there is uh, yeah he did Caged Heat that's true so I found the old one but what was that uh, Caged Heat they had the same title. That was from 1950. But tell them, tell tell the audience about. Uh, it's a remake. Yeah, it's a remake. Uh, tell them about uh, the late lamented uh, Jonathan Demme's. Yeah, well, it was uh, an interesting film about uh, women women con convicted for drug offenses, sent to to women's prison, and uh, fighting the the policies of pressing in the film. But interestingly enough, what struck me at the time then when we showed it is that the soundtrack music was uh, written by John Cale. Oh, wow. And oh. that the, 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 which, and featured the uh, guitar playing of Mike Bloomfield. Oh, God. Back in the day. Wow. And, you know, yeah. he, he died pretty young. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, and it was out of uh, the, the, the Roger Corman sure. school, yeah, right? I, mean, new, yeah, a, yeah. I haven't seen it lately, but I have a feeling that it would probably still hold up. Yeah. Well, if it's a Demi film, chances are it would hold up, you know? Okay. Thank you for straightening me out, Steve, because... Uh, yeah, no, that's right. That's, and, and Ian's right. It was a, a remake of that uh, 1950s thing. You know, uh, right after we closed... Uh, just so our uh, listeners can understand, there are times where, because we were an independent theater and people thought they had something that was unusual. I mean, that's how we wound up playing Pink Flamingos and uh, Harder They Come and, and how El Topo originally started. Uh, but I got in the mail, the theater had closed, 
but there was a exploitation style film. And I got a, a thing in the mail that had the one sheet and a little blah, blah, blah about it. And I still remember, I can't remember the woman's name, but I believe she lived in Chelsea, who was playing the warden. The name of the film was Reform School Girls. And they had this had wow. this woman who was the warden and big bosomy, and she was like out on the poster, the one sheet there. And it had Reform School Girls. And under it, it said, so young, so bad, so what? And I thought, wow, I wish we had the movie theater open because I would have loved to have played that movie. I, I, I don't know why uh, I enjoyed so many of the movies. There, there was a movie that uh, came out in 73. Uh, uh, who the hell uh, was the, uh, oh, um, well, Ian will probably know this guy. I think he did TV and stuff. Uh, Franklin Schaefer. Uh, but um, and uh, it was based on a uh, a book of Dalton Trumbull's, and it was called Papillon, and it hooked up Steve McQueen as a real psycho in prison uh, with Dustin Hoffman, who was a kind of mealy mouth, four-sided uh, uh, devil, and they were put on uh, speaking of devil, Devil's Island, I believe, and uh, well, the rest is something that you should see. But uh, it uh, was kind of a, because of what these guys were going through, it was like in the Defiant Ones, you know that the script has done its job and the director has and the actors have when, when you're watching the movie and you, your stomach turns a little because you're saying, oh, oh this is going to be bad. And uh, that's, that's what I remember in Papillon too. But, uh, you know, that movie uh, came out in 73. And at that time, I believe they still had, uh, we'll have to explain what it means, but I believe that was still a hard ticket movie. And that only opened at uh, selected theaters. You know, it'd be like in the old days here in Manhattan, Midtown, Lowe's State. And they would have two shows a day. They'd have it at two o'clock and eight o'clock. And it was reserved seats. And uh, the movie in the middle of it would have an actual intermission break with uh, interlude music and things like that. So I, 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 I kind of recall seeing that uh, that way. So I don't know, maybe I'm mistaken, but I think that was a hard ticket movie. I mean, those two guys in a film, of course, I mean, that's, 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 those are two oh, yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that it is. So, somebody who um, was uh, in, in a, one of the, famous uh, prison movies. Uh, I was a fugitive on a chain gang, Paul Muni. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing a movie where he really, I think, captured the spirit of the character so well called Angel on My Shoulder. It was from, uh, I think, 1945. And it's uh, where he uh, he dies and he goes to hell. And the devil has to send him back up and stuff. And it's a whole, you know, it's a whole whole routine. And he's supposed to uh, inhabit the life of somebody that the devil wants to make bad. And he decides not to do it, beats the devil at his game. And it's very, very broadly, it's almost like what you would call expressionistic theater. But uh, 
it was so uh, it was so well done that I I, I really in, in enjoyed the film. Well, fugitive, I'm a fugitive from a chain gang. That was really uh, a powerful oh. film. Oh. in terms of you know the the the, 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 the what the people were going through, the, what they were living through, yeah. and whatever. And it's one of the older films that I actually have. It was 1932. Yeah, yeah it was right after Talk He Started. Yeah, I mean, Muni was very, very powerful uh, back then. So he, he's... Uh, and, then, and I don't know if this necessarily qualifies as a prison film, even though it's about prisoners. And, and I'm trying to remember if we showed... I had a vague memory of us showing at this at the Elgin, but see if Bridge on the River Kwai. Yes, we showed it as part yeah. of our Cinemascope series. Cinem that's what it was. Yeah. I remember just standing there in, in the orchestra, seeing it coming on the screen and, and, and not believing what we were showing yeah. this movie. Yeah. It was, yeah, because it, it was like... Uh, oh, that was, it was... I can't remember. Do you remember classic. the year that? Did that come out in the 50s or yeah? Yeah, I think 57, yeah. 57, 58. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I love that and seeing it towards the end with Alec Guinness and the dynamite. I mean, that was just <laughs> 52. 52. Okay. What Bridge on the River Choir was 52? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was definitely wrong then on that one. No, it um, was the 50s. Well, just remember that great line that uh Originally, I thought it was started by Ben Barinholtz, but actually it was from this movie, If You Work Hard, You'll Be Treated Well. Speaking of River Kwai and uh, the wartime, um, uh, I went to see, because of the star of the movie, who's now dead and gone, was David Bowie. And it's a movie from 73 called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. And uh, yeah, it's not a great film, but it's you know about the prisoner of war camp. And... I think uh, Bowie acquitted himself quite well in that. Well, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Uh, that's good. I'm getting to a lot of films to check out. And they don't all have to be great films to see them, you know. Yeah, and you no, can check out true. the podcast to, uh, you know, listen, to figure it out. Yeah, right. What about you guys? Yeah, is it, It's a very... Another black and white film. Um but uh, I saw one day on TCM, I think it was in my, in my 20s, and I was just blown away by it. I was a, hu a huge fan of the director, um, Sidney Levette. It's uh, The Hill, 1965, with Sean Connery. And uh, it's yeah. basically, a, it's like a military prison camp, and uh, like a British military prison camp in the middle of the desert. And uh, basically, there's you know prisoners of war from all, you know, from... <clears throat> all over so it's any you know all their different branches of military that are there mm -hmm. in prison is this like world world war ii i to be honest i don't i can't remember which war it was i guess i guess it was world war ii they're there and and there's the hill which is the punishment so if you get if you're bad you know you don't get put away in a box you have to walk the hill so it's like it's like this man-made sand you know, hill of sand also, you know, someone in it is Ozzie Davis. It's a, not a fun movie, but it was amazing to see because I had no idea it existed until it literally was in front of me and I was watching it. And I was like, I like everyone that's in this film. I like the director. And I gave it a chance. And, you know, I was, I was blown away by it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's based on the book called The Hill. 
Oh, that's good. Well, you uh, hit, hit the ringer uh, when you said Kubrick, because uh, uh, there's a film that Chuck and I had in our Play at the Death Festival at the Elgin, and that's Clockwork Orange with Malcolm McDowell and Patrick McGee and, and uh, a few others that even though, yeah, per se, it's not called a prison film. It's McDowell, Malcolm McDowell in, in the slammer and being, what should I say, reprogrammed. It's, uh, I think, one of uh, Kubrick's most powerful films, the way he covers the uh, topic of, uh, I guess, teenage angst and, and, and uh, how uh, futuristically people were going to deal with it. So I don't know. I, uh, I know Chuck saw it. Have you seen Clockwork? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. But I, I did I say Kubrick? I, I went to say Sidney Lumet. Did oh, Lumet. I did? Yes, you did. Oh, okay. I thought you said Kubrick. I thought, I thought, that's why I was like, did I say Kubrick? I mean, it's easy to say. And I don't, you know, I, but it's like. All right, everyone, all together now. Kubrick. Sidney Lumet. <laughs> yeah. Lumet. What about The Great Escape? Maybe. Oh, yeah. That's, that's terrific. That's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, people will still hum. The music for that, dum dum da dum da dum dum, you know, it's uh, every little person. Uh, I, I hear that most of the actors, however, were not a big fan of uh, Steve McQueen during the filming of that because he had his oh, yeah. end. Yeah, phenomenal cast. Oh yeah, I mean everybody. I mean all those people were uh, so well characterized at that time when that film was made. SAG did not have. Uh, an award for an ensemble cast but if they did they would have gotten it because they were incredible together they were really incredible Richard Attenborough oh yeah I, Jan- I have to admit that I've never I've never seen this film oh. mainly because of who you said that they have problems with is McQueen I'm not a huge McQueen fan so yeah but he's I, uh he's great and I mean he's but that's all I've ever seen of this film are those freaking scenes with him. So that's why I'm just oh. like, oh, I don't, I don't need to see that. You know, I, you know, James yeah. Garner, James Coburn. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're all pleasant. Oh, James, all the Jameses. Oh yeah, yeah. just yeah. like the Hill. It's all the British Ians, Ian Hendry, yeah. Ian Ben. Yeah. Well, that's why you went to see it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, of what we could do, uh, Chuck, for uh, an all night show. I mean, I guess. We wanted to really do something to people's uh, brains and maybe force them to buy razor blades at the candy stand or something. I was thinking that from uh, different periods of time and what we would uh, be doing, I thought if we put like Cool Hand Luke, The Defiant Ones, I Want to Live and Shawshank Redemption, that would give people a real taste. <laughs> I guess. But Stir Crazy is the palate cleanser. That's oh, that's it. right. Yeah, that's what we should have. Did you see? I haven't seen it, Ian, but was it just a, about 20 years ago? I think it was a, a debut, de, uh, directorial debut of uh, Steve Buscemi called Animal Factory. Oh, I never Defoe. saw that. I never no. saw that. Okay, so I, I heard that might be fun things in it. I, I found it wasn't funny. It was weird. But... Uh, a movie that I just, I guess, didn't really understand that well, but I loved the director so much, Terry Gilliam, was uh, 12 Monkeys. 
Yeah. With Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. You know, I mean, that just seemed very strange with the time warp and all that stuff. At least you can say that his films, you can watch them over and over again, still not understand them. Right. <laughs> uh, I can't go without, say, without saying this film when we talk about prison films, but uh, 1992's uh, American Me, directed and starring Edward James Olmos. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, I may have seen it. American Me. Yeah, it's like prison gang film. You know, it, it, it takes place in both. Yeah. Well, if we, I, one film that I have to mention in terms of prison films, and probably it's, you know, a classic and maybe the best role uh, he ever performed, uh, Birdman of Alcatraz. Oh, yeah, Lancaster. Yeah. Yeah, as, uh, what was it, Richard Stroud. The, yes. Uh, yeah, that was a, a, a film I remember seeing originally, you know, in my younger years. Uh, and I really really thought, wow, this is amazing that this uh, lifer in prison is uh, writing a book about birds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, there's a, 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 a French director uh, who did a really uh, good job on a uh, kind of prison-type film uh, in 47, Brute Force. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that and that's a film. And that's, a, uh, that's another Burt Lancaster film. You know, and uh, he wanted some time alone and he wanted, uh, well, uh, his uh, wife was having an operation or something and he wanted to leave or so. I, I don't know. But uh, uh, Hume Cronin played a nasty uh, captain of the guards and stuff. It was really. Uh, oof. Yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one to watch. That was a tough one to watch. And a movie I know. See, maybe it's because I'm I'm not sports oriented like you guys, but a, a movie that everybody uh, talks about. That yeah, I guess it was good. But you know, since it took place, uh, it, it it was about prison, uh, and not about prison. About football was yeah. the longest yard with Burt Reynolds. And yeah, he he was was big. I, I didn't include that in my list because I even though it is a you know a prison film and it, it, a football film I, I don't know I mean I enjoyed it but uh, I'm, I guess I'm with you Steve on that I'm 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 we're, we're all we're all the same on this one I like I don't like either version the Adam Sandler version or the Burt Reynolds version right. Not that I dislike it, but I just, I don't, it's like, it's nah, yeah. A, a film speaking of Alcatraz, it uh, it came out a little after uh, uh, Birdman of Alcatraz. Uh, and uh, it, it was from a director that uh, I always uh, liked. He was always on the money with uh, Clint Eastwood. And actually uh, the book I'm reading uh, by... Uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, reveres him is Don Siegel. And he did a movie in 79 with Eastwood and Fred Ward called uh, Escape from Alcatraz. And it supposedly is the three guys that, uh, you know, they say escaped and they were never found. Either they died in the water there or else they lived on. Yeah, because Don Siegel, you know, if you're going to make a 
prison movie or an action film, Siegel is a is a go-to guy. Yeah. Did any of uh, either of you see a movie? I uh, I always find this director, uh, Michael Bay, over the top, but um, and uh, some of the actors are over the top, including Nicolas Cage, uh, called Con Air in 1997. Yeah, that, that's I, I I can't. I mean, I've seen it, but I, I I'm not a fan of that film. I'm with you, Ian. I've seen it too, and. I'd 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 rather consider the Rock a prison film that right. takes place out Alcatraz than yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. than Con Air. Some movies that uh, deal with uh, the sexuality issues that have happened in prison, uh, and uh, of course, one that's quite famous is uh, Fortune in Men's Eyes, which deals with that whole issue of uh, homosexuality in prison. And then uh, the other one is Kiss of the Spider Woman oh. that has uh, the, uh, right. the the late lamented Raul Julia in it and uh, and uh, the late lamented William Hurt in it. So, and you know, it's uh, it was kind of on Broadway and, and, and a hit, well, it was a hit over in London West End and they made a film of it. Uh, the film is pretty good, and it, it deals with the issue of uh, the more than fraternal nature that happens uh, in prison, especially if someone has a uh, gay orientation. So, but uh, those are two films that uh, kind of fall into uh, the, the prison category, but you know, on a, on a, on a special uh, uh, basis. So I, I'd like to mention one other film that I would I, I would be okay. I didn't mention, maybe because it's a war prison, but Stalag Seventeen. Oh, which oh. Uh, yeah, features you know it's a uh, Billy Wilder and a phenomenal oh, yeah, cast, right. in, in, including my good friend Otto Preminger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, again it it uh, it was you yeah. know. Heavy, I saw that, but it is a funny film too. It is, but you know, it's like uh, uh, I saw that as a kid, and I have to tell you one of the, uh, you know, I'm always a sucker for animals. So uh, when I went to see Gone with the Wind, and at the end the horse died, I cried. And at this one in Sagalike 17, to try to get the guy to sign the things, they, they took the dog that he had adopted put it in a bag and stabbed it. And boy, was I crying in the movie theater when I saw that. I couldn't believe that somebody would do that. But yeah, it was a powerful film segment. Right. I forgot that Billy Wilder did it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, I don't know if that's what he's remembered for, but he certainly did that film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. So... Um, Oh, and uh, a movie that I hadn't seen, but uh, a friend of mine mentioned it. And it's a, I don't know if this guy's still directing. He, uh, I think he came out of a, some studio deal with uh, Paramount or something, Rick Rosenthal. But uh, there was a movie in 83 called Bad Boys. And it had Ace Morales and Sean Penn in it. I've, I did not see it, but uh, my friend said that... Uh, he really thought they gave good performances. I don't know. 
Well, I think that was one of his earliest performances. Yeah, I think you're right. First. Yeah, I think you're right. And I just I want to name this because he recently passed away. But I remember this film as a kid always being played on Channel Eleven or Channel Five or Channel Nine, and I would always see it. But uh, Victory, John Huston's Victory, with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Michael Caine and Pele, where they're in prison and they have to play uh, soccer. Yeah, I forgot it's, that one. Wow, it's probably my favorite Stallone film next to Copland. <laughs> Oh, Copland. Well, we should also throw into the mix, you know, it's a prison film and it's by a director that is well known to uh, both Chuck and I, and that's uh, Midnight Express, 1977. Oh, yeah. And uh, I bring that up because uh, my wife, Nancy, when she, uh, before we were together, she lived in Chelsea. And uh, in her apartment building, her next door neighbor was Brad Davis. And uh, always uh, spoke so uh, well of him. And, uh, you know, he turned in an incredibly uh, powerful performance on that Midnight Express. Yeah, it's quite a film. Yeah. Screenplay was written by uh, this guy named Oliver Stone. He, he went on yeah. things after that. But yeah. That was a very powerful film. Yeah. Well, he certainly have, uh, I think, done uh, justice to uh, slammer flicks. <laughs> yeah. One I wanted to talk about was probably my favorite prison film, even though it's not always in prison. It goes in and out. Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight with George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. Probably her best work ever. <laughs> yeah. But wow. uh it's a, it's 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 a it's an L based on an Elmore Leonard novel. I'm, a, I'm an Elmore Leonard oh, fan. Wow. Oh, and, Elmore Leonard. And you know how he writes, and he goes in and yeah. out of, you know, so like parts of his are outside of prison, and parts of it are in prison, and the parts it kind of goes back and forth. It's a classic. I, I when, think it's a classic. When, when, Late nineties. Yeah. And who directed that? It was Steven Soderbergh. So you know, Soderbergh. It, it was, okay. You know, it's 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 a great cast. I mean, so many people in it. Freaking Steve Zahn, Don Cheadle. Uh, being well, Rames, you know, it you know, the list goes on and on. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to check that one out. And it's part of that like Elmore Leonard triple feature of like get, get shorty. shorty, yeah, uh, that and then Jackie Brown. So it's like those three yeah. films. And it's funny because, uh, in um, oh, Dennis Farina plays uh, Jennifer Lopez's father. Oh um, yeah, he's but, he's gone now. Yeah, but in that, she dates Ray Nicolette, who is the FBI agent from Jackie Brown, played by play, played by Michael Keaton in both films. Oh, There's like a one little connection that to these two films that you know. So I, I love those little tidbits. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like Elmore Leonard? Watch those three films if you haven't seen them already. Right. Well, I've seen everyone other than I mean uh, the other two, but I hadn't seen Out of Sight, so I have to. I'll have to. Uh, well, if you can't find it, let me know. I own it on DVD. I'll be happy to lend it to you if you have a DVD player. Yes, I have a DVD player. I even have a vinyl record player. <laughs> there you go. I'll lend you some records too. I have the soundtrack on CD. Okay. And I, I, I'd like to mention one other film, another Elgin classic or classic beyond the Elgin. That people, you know, think is an anti-war film and whatever, but so much of it takes place uh, in a German prison camp. 
in World War One, the Grand Illusion, Jean Renoir. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah, it was in the prison camp. That's a fabulous movie. We played that a few times at the Elgin. Oh, yeah. Also speaking about Demi's, uh, Ted Demi's Life with Eddie Murphy and and uh, Martin Lawrence. No, I don't know that. Life? That's what Life. it's called? That's, that's what it's called. And, and you know, also... Uh, Bernie Mac is in it, you know. Oh, huh. I think it was mid two thousands. I mean, I could be wrong on all these years. Uh, out of sight is is early ninety eight is what out of sight is nineteen ninety nine is life. Uh, you know, a movie that I totally forgot until uh, my wife Nancy mentioned it. Uh, I and I, uh, forgive me if I'm uh, not pronouncing the director's name right. Park Chan Wah, and uh, it's a movie called Lady Vengeance from two thousand and five. Uh, and it's a it's a Korean film uh, starring Lee Young Hai, and uh, wow, I mean uh, she gives you she's like a Michelle Yeoh uh, character, and we really liked it. Uh, there was a, a sequel, yeah, pretty violent uh, films, but they you know tried to get her in a slammer and stuff, and she uh, wouldn't go. So um, yeah. So, I mean, we, uh, so I think if people, you know, listening to this, uh, have some things that they, how could they not mention this? You know, you can contact yeah, us, uh, at, uh, Twitter, Elgin movie, Instagram and Elgin movie watchers, Facebook at Elgin movie watchers podcast. And you can always email us at Elgin movie watchers at gmail.com. We'd love to hear. Uh, what you have to say, what some of your, you know, favorite uh, prison films are, and if particularly if we left some out that should have been included. So, you know, please, uh, you know, don't hesitate to uh, get your voice heard on this. Yeah, indeed. Okay, guys. Well, certainly tied this one up. So uh, throw the key away. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. There's a lot. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, we'll get together for the next uh, episode. Podcast. And uh, certainly, as you had mentioned to them about, you know, contacting us, saying, wait a minute, you didn't mention this prison movie. Certainly, if they would have any suggestion that they would like to hear uh, a topic on our podcast, we'd love to hear that from them, too. Okay. 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 Well, take care, everybody, and uh, see you at the movies. Right. I'll be back.